I V M. Welcome to episode 25 of IVM Likes 25, guys. Yes, we made it 25 weeks. I know. I'm Sharanya, and I'm in the studio today with producer Abbas and producer Naveen. Yes. Hello. Hi, guys. So, as usual, we're going to do a round of recommendations. We've got a, a book, a movie, and a TV show this time, and then we're going to discuss what's happening with the Indian Censor Board, guys. There's a lot yeah. of stuff happening. Lot a lot of, of it. it. Yeah. Not All much right? of it. Very good, but okay. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, let's start with Abbas, who's going to recommend a movie today. Yes. Uh, so, movie recommendation from me is a film called Barry, B A R R Y. It's a Netflix original movie about uh, one Barack Obama. Oh, that you, guy. Yeah, that guy. What I've heard of him. Who that? Hmm. So, the film is set in 1981. It's about the early years of uh, him in uh, Columbia University. uh the point where the movie starts he's actually coming off uh, after living a few stints in hawaii and mm. thailand yeah. and he, no kenya uh based on the republican <laughs> well kenya is mentioned a couple of times in the film mm. uh, it's uh, you you i recommend you find it out yourself by watching the movie <laughs> but uh, what i like about this recent spat of uh, biopics mm. is that unlike the old school biopic where we were told everything from when the character was born till they died mm. nowadays you basically take one section of their life and kind of uh, you know explore that mm. the important section exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like lincoln uh, was about the latest yeah. stages of lincoln's life so this is about barack in his early 20s mm. and unlike previous biopics where you are told that this was a very righteous person to begin with here we see barry struggling with his identity because when he arrives at columbia university the african american students do not relate to him because he's lived most of his life in thailand and hawaii hmm. and the whites of course do not consider him as an integral part of their group so he tries very hard to find himself in this he actually befriends a pakistani student because he has more in common with him than with his fellow blacks yeah. or the fellow white americans brown people right in the middle every time yeah exactly uh, and while all of this is happening he actually falls in love with a white uh, girl hmm. uh, who's who's a part of his political uh, science class so there are a couple of scenes where which are, which are not hammered home but there are a couple of scenes where uh, he's tried to he tries to bring out uh, the issue of race and the American identity in those mm. classrooms. Like I remember a couple of episodes ago, you recommended the dear white people. Yeah. Now dear white people took those issues head on. Yeah. This one does it much more subtly. Hmm. Uh, it's it's a very indie film kind of a feel. So the character of the white girlfriend is not uh, actually based on fact, but it is said that before uh, Barack met Michelle, he actually did have. a white girlfriend so the relationship between a black man and a white woman on a campus where he's trying to find his identity there are a couple of scenes where barry goes to meet uh, the girl's parents and in those scenes were kind of shown how the white people aren't even actually aware of their privilege the way they uh, they communicate hmm. with barry and how barry finds out that he has to work for the black people in america so what, what the thing that uh, stood out for me was this film is set in 1981 but then mm. again many of those issues are still, still very relevant mm. and interestingly throughout the film 
he is never called barack or called obama except for one heartwarming moment towards the end yeah. which i wouldn't like to give yeah. away so it's a very well made film uh, the main guy uh, devin terrell plays uh, barry he's, he's literally very, uh, uncannily similar to yeah, yeah. the younger uh, photos of obama yeah and uh, he's in literally every frame of the film he gives a very good performance it's a very good film not very long i think it's around 100 minutes uh, long and uh, by the end of the film we kind of get an idea of how barry finally thinks of getting into politics and yeah. probably would envisions himself in the future hmm. but it's a very a film about identifying a uh, finding your own identity and your own self among people it's a netflix original yeah. so it's out there on netflix right now uh, please check it out the film's called barry Oh uh, imagine being um like Bagobama's white girlfriend <laughs> and then breaking up with him and, and yeah. then becoming the president <laughs> yeah sar grapes you could much. have been first lady yeah mm. god but then i would have not been that iconic i feel the reason that there was a proper black family entering the white house maybe yeah. Proper, but like, yeah uh, but uh, a mixed family would be nice too something yeah, in the future yeah i think it would have been more iconic that I mean, this is a uh, although women first then mixed families who cares <laughs> we are prioritizing now is yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where, where do gays come? <laughs> What about a white gay partner, right? <laughs> All right, thanks, man. That's interesting. Uh, who is this made by, though? Like, is this? Uh, this is a director called Vikram Gandhi, who's oh, an Indian yeah. uh, NRI. He's directed a couple of episodes of Vice. and he's made a documentary about a spiritual guru who's actually conning people into joining his movement. So those are his filmography. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. That's very so, interesting. For my recommendation, I will take you all back to the 80s again, and this wow. also on Netflix. Uh, you almost have probably heard about this show. It's, it's uh, creating a lot of buzz right now. It's called Glow. Yes. It stands for uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, G L O W. And I was skeptical going into the show because I was like, I don't know. And mm. they said the makers from Makers of Orange is the new black. Yeah. And considering how shit the fifth season is, <laughs> do I really want to watch it? I was really, I was in as soon as I saw the. I was like, Alison Brie. I mean, oh yeah. So then I watched the IMDb cast list, and I was like, oh, Alison Brie is in this. Yeah. Yeah. And Mark and Mark yeah, Madden, then I watched yeah. the trailer. Mark Maron not so much. I was yeah. not excited about. Yeah. But I've never seen him act, right? Yeah. right. I'm like, if, if you take any comic and put him in a in a TV show, they don't fare so well because they mm. don't have that much of creative control. Yeah. 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 He has yeah. some yeah. acting credentials now, mostly Netflix stuff. He was on that Easy Show. He had a couple of episodes. He has yeah. his own show, Maron, uh, which yeah. he's been doing. Exactly, so but then, then he gets to do a lot of yeah, like, you know, creative uh. stuff. So I don't, I don't. So Mark mm. Maron was not on top of the list. But yeah. when I saw the trailer, I was like, cool, this seems exciting. And then I found out about women wrestling, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and, and I wouldn't watch it for the same reason as most guys would do because you know <laughs> women in tights do not excite me. But uh, but just to get to uh, you know get to know them because I grew up on WWE, WWF rather yeah, yeah, more than WWE. Yeah. I grew up on that, and uh, the women wrestling part was always my favorite because they used to do so much more. Yeah, the, the, the guys <laughs> was more macho, right? And the women had such character building. If yeah. you saw W. O W women of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. They had like a niche for every character. There was like a jungle girl, one right. like oriental, yeah, yeah, girl called Lotus and China, and like really, really like they filled every category. They were like, "Kis type ki chahiye?" Exactly. Yeah. So on on the show, like the the idea being that uh, Mark Maron is the director who's who's got this idea, mm. and uh, he wants to develop a wrestling show with women in it. And until then, wrestling is still a macho sport. Right. So this producer who has shit loads of money is like I'm going to invest in this. Mm-hmm. So they start the casting and everything. So we see everything from Alison Brie's character Ruth Wilder, and she has a best friend called Debbie Egan, played by Betty Jeplin. And both of them are rather well cast, and yeah. like, and Alison Brie has taken the whole '80s look well. And uh, she's a struggling actress trying to audition in LA in that time frame, '86 rather. Okay. 
and uh, and they go to the whole audition process and everything and first thing like they come for the audition in a, in a gym hmm. and mark maris character like this going to be about women wrestling whoever wants to walk out you can get out of here hmm. and then half the entire yeah. the entire gym yeah. gets empty yeah. and then there's yeah. only few women left yeah. and from there like the story the sh- the show actually kicks off and and we find every character has like a subplot and like we find right. out about their life right. and then so yeah. on and everybody's cast so well it's yeah. such a well cast show mm. uh, so as uh, three episodes into the show i watched a documentary called glow yeah. the god's ladies of the yeah. the stories yeah. about the real yeah. women yeah. who actually yeah. were yeah. on that show yeah. and uh, so the show ran between 86 to 90 and yeah. out of nowhere it was cut yeah. and uh, so it's got a lot of emotional uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, feels yeah. to it as well yeah. so everybody in the in the show rather is like cast based on their personality right. and you can take offense to it because now we live in this pc culture but back then it was like yeah, you know yeah given. you played to the stereotype yeah. because that's what people were associated as yeah. when you walk in the ring like oh that's yeah, that yeah. girl so so i remember while watching the documentary also a lot of these women who uh, did get cut off from the show because they were done with the show in 90s uh, went to play uh, roles in WOW as well as WWE yeah. and they were playing somebody's girlfriend yeah, yeah. one of these women was called Ivory Ivory i remember yeah. that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and she was a stand out for me even yeah, back then yeah. and came like such a full circle for me in that regard uh, the show is got uh, so it builds up to the point where they actually start screening the show okay. so it's sort of a prequel to the whole uh, the oh, federation okay. actually taking right, off right, right. but yeah great character work lot of lot of 80s nostalgia the costume mm. work yeah. the direction everything is pretty and just heavy on. enough but also very fun like yeah, okay. yeah. so some fun. dialogues are really hilarious yeah. right. like there is one uh, so they they all li- made to live in a hotel and uh, and there's this russian guy who's who's the manager of the hotel mm. who's like basically just running the rooms right. he and thinks these are all whores huh? yeah he like. thinks they're all prostitutes <laughs> yeah. who's like working over here part time yeah. and uh, so when alison brie goes to meet him and talks to him and she wants to like basically take his character like because she has no okay. hook she's she's right. a, she's a bimbed kind right, of thing right, yeah. right. and she wants to have some personality because right. everybody else got a personality yeah. Yeah. and her best friend debbie who's like some angle over there as well because debbie starts hating her in, through the show and so she gets the miss america you know yeah, okay. liberty, liberty liberty bell, bell. <laughs> so she America so like what the yeah. hell do I do so she picks up this guy's brain and she's like okay I want to be Russian so yeah. she starts going to his family functions oh, and everything okay. and it's hilarious and and this guy has one line which he keeps on repeating throughout the evening so the the the, the guys uh, the Russian guy's friend is like you didn't get that girl right. and like see I have women sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I have women sometimes <laughs> So that lines this is genius writing also right. in in the mix and yeah so overall great show people should watch it and uh, season 2 will come out watch documentary as well yeah. definitely a great uh, side guide to hmm. what you should expect from the show yeah all right my book recommendation so i'm going to recommend this book that came out last year uh, it's called so you've been publicly shamed uh, by john ronson so he's a british uh, journalist who basically um, interviews and talks to people who are publicly shamed on twitter or on social okay. media and what it is now they are doing with their lives hmm. uh because this is that world if you google your name and if you've done something everything yeah. shows up yeah. right your search history sure. is open to everybody hmm. uh if you've said something stupid on twitter and it went viral and people made fun of you or you were trolled so much and you lost your job how do you deal with that you is never you can't come back from this not like you were bad at your job yeah. um so he talks to a lot of people like uh, remember justin sako who tweeted um Uh, there was a PR executive who was going to um, Africa on a vacation, and she tweeted as a joke, "Going to okay. Africa, I hope I don't get AIDS." Just kidding, I'm white. <laughs> she put a phone off before getting on the flight. Like hours later, when she landed, there were people there, like literally with signboards protesting oh, against wow. her because that tweet had gone viral in those yeah, hours. Yeah, people yeah. were like, "This is super racist." She lost her PR job, still can't find an can't find employment because it's literally a search away. Mm-hmm. 
um and what it is that how do you live your life like that like you you said yeah. something stupid on the so- on social media where you don't think a lot anyway hmm. um like you've made a joke now you didn't think right. it was going to be this bad yeah right there was um i think it starts with um this guy um who's a science writer who basically in his book jona lehra hmm. is a writer um he he should write for the new yorker and a bunch of other things and in his book he wrote he made up one quote by somebody i forget who um and and other journalist who was reading that book figured no oh, this doesn't make any sense mm. try to find it plagiarize that quote basically that mm. quote didn't exist mm. from that source and he wrote a story about it this writer super disgraced can't find a job can't find anything he made an apology like mm. an apology show okay which in which he had a um, like a twitter feed in the back mm. to okay. s- like literally to his ap- live apology which again was not good people were just like uh, we don't believe this yeah. <laughs> so it's like also he's trying to apologize and you won't listen to that so people are also like it doesn't seem sincere enough this apology right you're literally you're not apologizing to one person you're apologizing to the Everyone, world yeah. everybody mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. idea being is shame necessary like should you feel shame and how long should you feel it who gets right, to decide right. can does the public have any authority on what you do sometimes like they affect your life forever yeah it's true um this is one story he talks about where this 17 year old boy in 1982 or something he killed a girl while drunk driving mm. and when they went to court uh, he was uh, the parents sued him they won the case and um, they were given 1.5 million um, as damages uh, they offered the boy a deal they said we'll only take 936 dollars <laughs> but you need to write a 1 dollar check like every day for 18 years every friday every week right every friday for 18 years you to send us a $1 check in her name in susan's right. name who right. died right after some time he was like yeah huh. instead of 1.5 yeah. million that will yeah. take me my whole life 936 i can do every week yeah. $1 every week yeah. after some time he stopped writing those checks hmm. so obviously the parents took him back to court saying he's not sending us the checks hmm. and he broke down and he was like i cannot write her name every week Mm. I just take all the money. Let me give you pre-dated checks. I'll write them all in one time, and they were like, "No, mm. you need to feel the shame every week, oh. so you won't like drive again." Which is why, like, the idea that shame is a real um, factor that factor, drives yeah. you. If like, if you can feel it for a long time, like, mm. you can make a bad joke on social media, and you can fight with somebody, you can get over it. But if it affects everything you do, your job, your uh, how people perceive you in life, like, literally not being able to make money anymore, mm. that's insane. So just uh, basically I talks about how social media works and how it's such a messed up thing we live in where yeah. the internet gets to be jury before you even gone to a real jury this is not a judicial system it's like the public's feelings mm. you know it's very interesting uh because it just talks about and he he goes and interviews all of these guys he hangs out with them and they all feel intense shame about it for sure yeah. mm. but they're also like it was such a joke yeah. i was just making a joke yeah. so many people say such awful things and do awful things on the internet and never get caught as for some reason that day somebody saw my tweet and it went viral because mm. it's not like that's something you can control you could have 20 followers and something you say went insanely viral. viral you can do nothing true, about yeah. it yeah so the same thing like uh, a comedian friend of ours abbas and i know him very well adhiraj he did this whole tweet about uh, and he's a great comic he's a great mm. uh, he's a great feminist as well yeah. so people who know he's him there's a show uh, something like that right? yeah it's called yeah. Uh, it's called two men solve sexism yeah. Yeah. yeah so like he does a lot of meta comedy and he did a tweet about uh, about the song uh, channa mere yeah. so he did the whole parody on that saying ki uh, my my uh, uncle my chacha when he went for his uh, sex assignment surgery reassignment surgery he said ki acha chalta ho bua hu main yaad rakhna This, this so, is yeah. losing Adirat some followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was so funny. But then some, uh, some 
transgender activists picked it up saying ki oh now you're insulting us and and i said okay as a fellow gay right. man i might know i might not know what what a trans person goes through but this is hilarious <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, a good, joke it's yeah, a very yeah. joke. joke so i and adiraj asking me if is this bad or is it good i'm like i, I can't say because I am not a judge and jury on this. Yeah. Right. Somebody who's gone through it will feel more strongly for it. Yeah. Women who suffer in daily lives will probably feel yeah. bad about the tech guys talking about it. But you don't know where to draw a line because now it's public. When you decide to put that out yeah. For, yeah. for people yeah. to see, yeah. Yeah. there'll be people who like yeah. take offense to that. Now yeah. because I'm I'm also like on the verge of launching a stand-up video. But comedians which, get you know, to do that. That this is comedy. You're not going to lose your job. You're, you were being funny, and you can always defend that you are being uh, who you are. It's your job. That, to be again, funny. that does not give you that kind of uh, blanket. No, that you can get away with that by saying it's a joke. Hmm. Because people on social media don't care about that. Okay. They, not, we we live in a time in India right now where a comedian from Bombay was driven away back to his hometown in Calcutta yeah. because he said something about a warrior. Yeah. Okay. Now it's been like the warrior died in 16th century, and we as a society should have moved on from there and like become much more amicable. Yeah. But threatening to kill him because he said. Something is is not yeah, done, yeah. and uh, more than shaming, I think that's where it, social media really takes. Yeah, a while I think on, the you know? violence is very different from the, like yeah. yeah, that shame is different from actual violent threats. Mm. I mean, it's a it's a thin line with yeah. the social media. You can never tell uh, how much trolling is okay trolling. And it's also like not a good thing in excess in general. Yeah. Like the more followers you are going to get over time, the fine. I delete my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That was very interesting. Uh, Abbas recommended a movie called Barry, and Naveen recommended a TV show called Glow, and I'm recommending a book called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and talk about censorship, you guys. Yes. Welcome back. So today we're talking about um, the censorship in India, which is a topic in discussion all the time somehow. Uh, so recently, as you guys know. um palaj lani was on a new channel where he said he will allow the word intercourse, intercourse. just the mm. word mm. not an actual intercourse scene uh in the movie harry met sejal if he gets 1 lakh votes so obviously they put up a twitter poll talking about yeah. social media and the power of social media mm. uh they got the 1 lakh votes and then he was like oh i'll only accept votes if they are for married people who are above the age of 30 which how would you even check in a yeah. twitter poll also Unmarried people watch movies. Yeah. That's an insane thing to say. Also, married people should be okay with the word intercourse. Also, they've actually done it, guys. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. Um, what do you think? Like, since he's come, like, has there ever been censorship in India that's been okay? Like, there's been arguments before as well. Like, I remember when Shamila Tagore was involved yeah, in the CBSC, yeah. and there would be cases where like everybody was like, "Oh my God, you were in movies. How could you be such mm. a bitch?" And uh, now that he also like since he took over and uh, his biggest shot to fame was making that uh, that like nice musical tribute to Modi. To Modi, of it's course. Yeah. We will link yeah. this with the episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> we, we want the world to watch what Palash Dhani yeah. actually makes in yeah. terms of movies. It's That's called like Mera Desh Hai Mahan. No? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got like stock footage from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so when he came in, like he came in with that rigorous mentality. Yeah. And now y'all make movies. I, I I'll show you how you'll release those movies. Mm. So that attitude is what's wrong, right? Yeah. Because uh, filmmakers don't want their movie to be the A certified because then they don't get to distribute yeah, it. Afterwards. Yeah, because in, in India, unfortunately, that's still a big thing. People go to yeah. movies with their family, with their children, yeah. and then they're yeah. uncomfortable watching something. I get that. Correct. So uh, that that plays a factor. On the contrary, though, every movie that has gone to a fight with CBFC has ended up making a lot of money. 
like if you say ulta punjab yeah that helps with popularity as well so uh, first of all i would like to know if harry met sejal is actually a remake of harry met sally no it's not i don't think so then, no no then it's the new sejal ali movie with shahrukh khan and anushka sharma yeah. yeah and they crowdsourced this name oh really they crowdsourced this name on twitter <laughs> they took this name this How awful the crowd name? like they asked they put out a poster and i think they just asked people to give to this give name, name suggestions yeah. and i think Correct. if i'm not wrong ranbir kapoor suggested this mm. and then now they are again in social media uh, for crowdsourcing uh, their censorship certificate <laughs> yeah. which is amazing <laughs> so in my opinion should there be a censorship board at all i don't know but i understand the need for it in a country like india because the movie watching patterns are very different hmm. now that we, kids are not watching on demand now i mean let's be honest kids can youtube shit like there's really no way to judge that uh where it only plays is revenue in movies and revenue for television licensing yeah right that's why your your certification even makes sense yeah mm-hmm. so that essentially this is not a censorship board they allow you to certify your the movie Correct. based on how they want so it. you yeah, can choose they're not allowed certify, to make right? cuts yeah. you can you I mean, can not release your movie at all and go direct to video or yeah. go to netflix Correct. your movie Correct. but that's not what most the movie, certification yeah. is only so you can screen it Uh, in a public, in, in a public uh, so if you, if you listen yeah. to what Q has to say like yeah. because he made Gandu and Gandu yeah. never really released in India Correct. and he spoke about it on the podcast everything but Bollywood which yeah. is recently uh, on our network so when he speaks you make a lot of sense out of what a filmmaker wants to do in India yeah. uh, is make money yeah, <laughs> they just course. want yeah. to make shit loads of money get butts in seats and that's what matters to them so for that they'll fight to the nail and you know try to be revolutionary movie makers but they're not doing that yeah. by including a sex like in Bayfikri having a naked Ranbir Singh Ranbir Singh does not make that much of a difference because the movie is shit eventually but see that went uh, perfectly fine without cuts right if i'm not wrong because uh, i remember the reasoning being they are in paris and it's okay in other countries really yeah, to show your butt yeah yeah i remember that, that one of his reasoning was that they are not in india hmm. oh really that's that's the only they can uh, indulge in like public kissing or whatever it okay. is because they are <laughs> not here their culture. it's part of their culture yeah. we can see it here That's but, fine. But it's set in Paris. But so. it's set in Paris, so it's fine. That's All movies should basically just do that. Do that. The yeah. other loophole is that apparently they don't do that to songs. Yeah. Uh, I was just listening to. This. I don't have the complete facts on this, but the idea is that you can't send. Like it's okay if it's in a song. That's why item numbers became a thing, because when you were trying to make a movie that was. Uh, universal, so that mm. all kids and parents came to watch mm. it. You put an item number in the end, right? Okay. Because uh, you can get away. That yeah. sells, you yeah. know. You can get mm. away with that. But parents can choose to leave yeah, with their children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I went to watch. I remember Savaria with five girls, and they like basically blindsided me. I did not know that there was Anbir Kapoor's butt in that. So that's also in a song. So he just basically lets a towel go, yeah. and that is his first film. Why don't you just make all movies as musicals? Yeah. So then we all get to see butts. Yeah, lipstick <laughs> under my burqa musical. Yeah. Like just everything in song. I mean, it makes. So you see, like even lipstick under my burqa. Now they launch a trailer yeah. with saying, "Oh, the most controversial movie of all time." I mean, like let the movie speak for itself <laughs> if it's going to reach its audience. And I think oh, we that, have that we I have like... a mature audience in India now who can handle an A rating right. and go for it like that. Problem is when now see, it's a two two sided conversation as well because the movie makers want to get a U A rating for something that's that's going to have like one or two sex scenes, mm. and that I think you have to relent. In a country like India, you have to relent because as we know, like the the culture is for movies to be enjoyed. 
family right so when i took my folks my mom and dad i went to t- i took them to begum jan right. which is about a lot of prostitutes mm. and a lot of sex scenes and a mm. lot of bad words mm. used in that i was i was knowingly going to it because i want my mom and dad to be exposed to that kind of cinema okay. right yeah. now that's a sub- subconscious choice i can't take a kid to the same kind of movie and show them this because then so they but begum jan must have gotten an a a rating it right? did it did yeah. so, it yeah, makes so sense the, you're not supposed to take a kid to an a rated movie it makes so sense our rating system is also different right i think we only have ua and a and you have ua a you and there's one i think v or something which is for special category like if you make a medical movie to be shown okay. to doctors or something Fair like enough. that so or we don't have an under 15 under 13 kind of so that you, rating so u a is supposed to be 15, 15 and, and, and above 15 and, 15 and above. above yeah okay u mm. is supposed to be you know, all ages yeah. yeah and a is 18 and above correct yeah i think that's 18 and above is a perfectly how much of india's yeah. population is 18 and above a lot right yeah <laughs> and they're still making movie many more so it's okay yeah <laughs> i feel like i think to a certain extent right. filmmakers should just be okay with the a rating man yeah taking an a rating as i understand massively cuts down on the amount of business a film makes they're not allowed to screen the movie on tv and in india even if you sell your movie to a netflix like i remember angry indian goddesses yeah. mm. the net the version that's available on netflix is censored version and so i did a bit of digging on this mm. so apparently once you get a censor certificate and the it censor makes those throughout. it applies throughout What, you can't you can't release an unedited dvd you cannot put those films on netflix and amazon on prime whatever without the cuts that is the only version of the film that will be available throughout so if you don't certify it at all and you go directly to netflix you're fine but again you but will cut down on yeah, massively cut down. Yeah. down yeah mm. and a mm. film starring sharukh khan and anushka sharma they would want as many people to see yeah, it as course, possible so they course. won't It's take any certificate yeah. Yeah. the other thing i want to say is palaj narani and his i rem- like you were up top you started this uh, conversation asking was there ever a time where censorship mm. was a little lax i'd say yes i yeah. remember recently the sopranos competed 10th anniversary of a finale i remember watching sopranos on z cafe at mm. 10 pm where the f bombs were allowed yeah. where uh, i was sex in the city at on uh, 11 pm axn yeah, everything was, there was exactly yeah, yeah. it's fine all action was an axe from india you know that <laughs> yeah, right yeah, like we was, there was also there was a show called hot or not which used to come at 11 and my father and i especially started watching that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that's just really awkward you and your father both <laughs> because it was on axn we used to watch axn like please believe it or not then uh, then world fear factor and then hot or not and your dad didn't ask you to leave this, this room you no, were just there it was just one of those unspoken things right yeah also i'm a little confused about there's not like a real um it's not there isn't like a directory of this is allowed this is not allowed right exactly anything changes whenever they, they make, feel like it they can make ridiculous demands like the james bond movie was asked to cut down a kissing scene by a few seconds yeah. that's ridiculous yeah. now that's that's what i don't understand like uh, the movie queen right there's a, there is a there are kissing scenes in the movie yeah. that's fine yeah. but there's a scene where there's a bra in the washroom and that's blurred out <laughs> it is so weird that makes no sense to me i'm saying like yeah. if you have to censor at least make a clear rule book of this so that that's people can right. say okay i want to avoid this so i'll not do this or basically outsource all your garments to patanjali <laughs> <laughs> so then they'll be advertised by uh, yeah, blurring yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baba's face on the nipple <laughs> oh, for that i would yeah. vote for censorship <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the problem is that there's also ambiguity about what is allowed and what's yeah, not allowed yeah. Yeah. So sometimes like, this is allowed sometimes this is yeah. not allowed so when palaj came in like there was an entire list of thing that came up yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like can't say mc bc and then some very simple and so Simple words, huh? Word yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is like regular vocabulary. What are you trying to hide from a public that's already speaking this language? Yeah, yeah. And everybody knows this. Like even I, when I was younger, I would assume that women never said bad words, right? <laughs> until I, until <laughs> I saw outside a local train in Bombay, and I was like, oh my god, they've innovated 
their own and not giving us any of their bad words. What do you think about the smoking kills? Uh, oh. the, the banner that comes on. I know people have found it a lot, but it's never going away, you guys. I remember I was watching Lord of the Rings on HBO, and there was smoke coming out of lava, and the warning showed up. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> smoke coming out of lava, but smoking kills. Well, technically it does. <laughs> so does lava. <laughs> Go to close. ये आपका लंग ये आपको बीमार बहुत बीमार कर सकता है मुकेश डाइट फॉर अस बट आई वेंट टू बेबी ड्राइवर लास्ट वीक एंड इट वॉज लेरियस बिकॉज बेबी ड्राइवर लाइक इट्स इट्स लाइक एवरीबडी स्मोकिंग एंड द फनी पार्ट वॉज लाइक वन सीन वुड कम अपन हेम स्मोकिंग एंड नेक्स्ट थिंग इज देट सो लाइक एवरीबडी वुड स्मोक एंड देन नेक्स्ट थिंग डाइट पैलास नो समिंग Something small, small uh, Easter eggs over there. Yeah, but that that's also something like I think directors have either made their peace with because what can you do? No, so I I like to share something. I used to work for a brief while. I had this uh, job where I was reviewing films for a magazine. All right, mm-hmm. and many of those times the review screenings used to be this the. Pre-sensor board screening. Correct. Yeah. So correct. I, I I remember I attended a couple of screenings where the sensor board members were in this oh, in the hall right. with us. Right. And a friend of mine who accompanied me who had been doing this for quite a while. He said actually because this is India, corruption has to play a part. So there is an inside ring inside the sensor board who, uh, who almost extort these movie directors, mm. saying you give us this much money and we'll allow these things in the movie. Oh. So mm. that kind of thing also happens. I think that also plays a big part. And there there is a small independent movie trying exactly, to get something. Exactly. Can't do anything. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the big ones can get away with it. The problem is that there's no uniformity of the rule. Firstly, yeah. mm. and I'm sure there's a way to fix this, but it just de- unfortunately it depends on the person in uh, power. In power, exactly. Which yeah. is really, really like as a board, they should have just a centralized kind of rule, right? Yeah. It should not be uh, depending on the person who, ha- who gets hired for yeah. that job. Yeah. And it's a central board of certification. <laughs> Mumbai that's board. a good question because some I would some love to apply make a really people make, oh, make yeah, a nice music one. video about <laughs> modi and <laughs> propaganda yeah <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Wonderful conversation. Clearly, there is no fixing yeah. it. <laughs> we just have to watch. Uh, but I, I, I will give you one small anecdote. Though. Once I saw Pallav Nani in in person, <laughs> and uh, so so I was in a rickshaw with my friends Kave and Shriram, and we all do comedy, right? So so we're like, oh, Pallav was trending back then. So I was like, I'm going to take a photo of him. So, but he drove by too fast. Okay, right. and I'm like, Pallav, why are you driving so fast? <laughs> Driving too fast in Jira City. I'm the sixty. So now what I do, I tell my rickshaw guy to chase him so I can get close to him. So my whole idea was like, I'm going to see him and yeah. I'm going to show him my middle finger because. Yeah. I'm Yeah. yeah, but instead of that, Kavya and I saw him, yeah. and and we just like screaming like little. Oh my God, so, so the whole thing is starstruck is for everybody. Starstruck. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we just like kind of have a crush on him for a second, and then like then he vomited. Yeah. So, so yeah, like I think as a person, he has this effect on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we take away. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very charismatic person, but uh, uh, please don't cut. Stop it, Tommy. <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Yep. Yeah.